It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. All right, let's go down a level. I want to talk about Yarlin Sassana because we have not talked about him since I went and saw him in Fredericton. So he made his debut on, I think it was Wednesday night last week, in Fredericksburg. He has pitched in the FCL in the Complex League for the Nats a couple times since they acquired him in the Juan Soto deal. But this was his first start in full season ball, and I was able to drive down 95. took me about an hour and 30 minutes to go see the Fred Nats. And my goodness, was it worth it. So a couple of things. For those of you that don't remember, this is the 18-year-old who they acquired in the Soto deal who is listed at 6'6 and 235. He looks like a massive big league starting pitcher. I would say he already looks like a big league starter, but there are very few big league starters that are as big as this guy. He is huge, and he's thick, and he's put together. I mean, it's NFL tackle kind of frame, legitimately. I mean, he is a really, really big human being as a teenager. It's the easiest velocity for triple digits that I've probably ever seen um, in that most of the guys who throw over 100 miles an hour professionally, big leagues or minor leagues, most of them are relievers. It's max effort, and it looks that way. Like, they're fighting. They're they're scratching. They're clawing. They're digging for everything they got, and they know they're only going to throw for an inning at a time, right? So they blow it out, yeah? And they're throwing 100, 102 miles an hour, whatever, maxed out. Yarlan Susana sits at 100 miles an hour. For the first two innings of his start in Fredericksburg, Danny, he sat at 101. When we say sit, that means what he's pitching, it's about pitch to pitch, is 101 miles an hour. When we say pops or bumps, that is what he's topping out at is another way to say that. He popped 103. It was the first time in my entire life that I have seen anyone throw a 103-mile-an-hour fastball. And it was legit. On the scoreboard in Fredericksburg, if you were there, you may have seen that it said 105 on his fastest pitch. The scoreboard was a little over a mile per hour hot, uh, maybe one point something. I know this because I was sitting right behind the screen and I had the access by just looking over at some TrackMan data that one of the, the team people had that was there, and I was just kind of eavesdropping, hopefully, uh, not being a pain in the butt you know, from a few seats away. But his fastest fastball was 103, and he touched 102 several times, and he was 101 is kind of where he was sitting. What blew me away, in addition to how hard he was throwing, because, again, I've never seen that before in my life, Danny. What, what do you think is the hardest fastball you've ever seen in person? 
if you had to rack your brain. <sighs> you ever seen anyone throw 103? I've seen... I know I've seen north of a hundred. Um, some some random guys. Like uh, I was trying to remember it actually. I think, you've seen Chapman in person. Maybe you've seen one hundred and one. Yeah, we've se- I've seen Chapman in person. Um, Duran from the Minnesota Twins reliever, big nasty. You've seen him in person? Yeah. He when did I? When, when would I have seen him? Though did they did they play here? I know this is a terrible me trying to remember stuff, and yeah, I'm sure but, it's wildly entertaining. But yeah, I, but I, I, I um. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals when they came. We didn't see Jordan oh, Hicks, uh, but we saw Jordan Helsey. Hicks. Yeah, so we didn't see Hicks. He was hurt when they came last throws time. 100. But Ryan Helsey, they're one of their relievers. Throws one north guy of that people listening may have seen do this would have been Felix Bautista, the Orioles' new closer. Yes. Up in up 95 and battle. That guy's filthy. Been to an Orioles game. He touched 103 this week. But, I mean, we're talking about how many people on the planet do you think touch 103 right now? Less than 10? Significantly less than 10. Six, seven guys. Like you had, on earth, yeah, with on this, seven billion on this earth, right? I mean, it's like it's Hunter Green's doing it now until he gets a little wear and tear on his arm. Chapman isn't doing it anymore. I wonder it, what Green's fastest fastball this year is. I got it at one hundred and two, according to what I've looked so, up. Here. So he hasn't even touched. I mean, one hundred and three is like it, it sounds funny to say one mile per hour, but that is its own group. Like that's a class. That kid at Tennessee, Ben Joyce. Ben Joyce. Ben Joyce touches one hundred and three. Uh, he supposedly got clocked closer to one hundred and five, didn't he? Yes. Um, this year in a game. But again, what, what do all these guys have in common? Bautista, closer, Joyce, reliever. You re- mentioned the two guys with the Cardinals. This is a starting pitcher. Yeah. A starter who's doing this over a couple of innings and, and sustained his velocity at 101 for a few innings. Now, he did not sustain over 100 for all five, uh, you know, over the, the, I should, he didn't throw five innings, but the duration of the time that I saw him, he pitched parts of four innings. And his last fastball was around 95. I think he kind of took some off, but for the most part, he was down around 96, 97 at the end of the start. So he'll he'll have to learn either how to sustain some of the velocity or just bring it down a little bit so that he has more in the tank as he goes on. Um, I was really impressed that the A-ball hitters that he was facing were getting the barrel to it occasionally. The only run he gave up was on a solo homer. He threw 100, and it went out, I think, at 103 or 104. Can you imagine? Exit velo. Uh, but he gave up six hits, a lot of weaker contact in there, three strikeouts and a walk. But the last thing I want to say about Susana is the slider was inconsistent, I would say. He threw some really good ones, and that's what I saw. Fastball slider change. He threw one changeup. May have thrown another, but there was one that I noticed, and it was, I've told you this already, sick. I mean, it was like a, even me, I'm not a scout. Like, I don't pretend to be a scout or anything, but you noticed that it was a changeup because it was slower, and it faded. It dropped. It almost had like a curveball vibe to it. I mean, it was really incredible. So it cut? It went no, away? No, no, it didn't actually move horizontally much. It was more of like a Steven Strasburg fade. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Where it kind of falls off the table and there's probably some horizontal movement to mm-hmm. it. But my point is juxtaposed to the fastballs that look like they're rising in the strike zone and are just humming in at 102, 103. Then you can see he like chokes it back and this changeup comes at you tumbling. It was plus. Plus, wow. plus. I mean, it was amazing. And I was sitting near someone with the Nationals, and I, I looked over. I said, that was a changeup. He goes, that was a really good changeup. And I'm like, yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, we were both kind of like wide-eyed. Like, oh, my gosh. That That's was exciting. insane. I, so it, it's it's fascinating to me. And forgive me, forgive a little bit of nerdery here for a second. But when same same phenomenon with splitters. And a really good changeup can get this way. It, especially we know so much more now about grips and kind of the way things go. If your grip, if you got big old octopus tentacles for fingers, you can master some of these grips and and these things can really fly out of your hand pretty easily. Um, What's happening is you still throw it 
hard. If it looks right, if you slow down, you cheat it, major league hitters can figure it out and they'll like spit on it. your arm speed, in other words, should be identical. If your arm speed is the same, for a guy with an easy delivery, it probably does look the same. Again, that's the that's the, that's the the beauty of it. Guys that don't have good ones, you know, if you, you're max effort to throw your 95 and then you slow everything down and it's it, better hitters, it's obvious they can see it, recognize it more easily. But if you have this nice, easy motion, it comes out a different way. What's happening is you lower your RPMs. You The grip takes away some of the spin. So all that's happening is the natural movement of what the ball should do. Gravity takes over. Wind resistance takes over. The ball's got less resistance, so it's going to dive. And the ones guys that can do it really, really well with a splitter, it's not a top spin thing as, as a common misconception. All that's happening is gravity's winning and, and wind is winning. So a, a really good changeup that just doesn't interact as well as like a four-seam fastball that carries and rides, it can look like it's sprinting downward where all that's happening is the normal course of what a ball would do. Like think of a, if you shoot a bullet out of a gun, eventually it's going to fade and and kind of you know bow down to the ground. Well, then do it with a bow and arrow. It's eventually going to fade and go down to the ground. You do it with a, with a baseball. No one can throw it 500 feet. You throw it on a line, and eventually it's just going to whittle down. When it's spinning less, it doesn't have the carry. And so when you see it dive like that, that's an optical illusion that hitters can never get over. One thing I, I want to point out is it is not a deceptive delivery in any way. Like you kind of see his hand. It's like a here it is. Time. Yeah. yeah. Now, as funny as this sounds, I mean, he, he's throwing 102 miles an hour, so you're probably going to be okay. There's some margin for error there. But I still think the Nats will probably, as he climbs the ladder, try to add something. You don't have to add funk. You don't want to mess with an arm, obviously. But something that helps him maybe just come from an angle or hide something a little bit better. Because mm-hmm. you can kind of see it the whole way. And even in that game, I saw that when these were A-ball hitters that were starting to time it up some where they were putting the barrel on the ball. Occasionally, some weak contact that was a hit for the six hits and the the three and the third innings. Like I said, there was a home run. There were a couple of well-struck balls um, in there. But what a absolutely just impressive profile. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you just salivate over the potential. I mean, there are a few guys in the minor leagues total that throw as hard with some secondary stuff as this person, maybe tops. And, uh, and I texted someone with the Nats after I saw him, and I said, I've never quite seen anything like that. That it's amazing that he was the fifth guy in the deal. And their response to me was he wasn't the fifth guy in the deal. And I loved that. Yep. You know, my the point being like he's the guy that you didn't know about. You know what I mean? Like right. you, you not professional scout. You, yeah, yeah. You know about Robert Hassel, who's an A ball and was a top twenty pick. You know about James Wood, who was in the mix to go at the top of the board last year and has been the talk of A ball this year. You know, you know about Mackenzie Gore, because he was great in April and May in the big leagues. And you know about C.J. Abrams because he's been playing in San Diego. You didn't know about Yarlan Susana, but we did. You know that, He's not the fifth guy in our mm-hmm. deal. Like We were getting that guy, or we weren't trading Juan Soto. So I loved that. Yeah, it's easy to dream. I mean, that profile just doesn't come along. I, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. Now, the, the, the physical knowledge that we impart to kids. I mean, it used to be like dads out in the little league field going, get your elbow up. Like, nobody knew anything, right? And now... Professional coaching happens at a younger and younger and younger age, and just the, the data is more infinite. So these guys are grown. Every once in a while, though, a generation has a freak. There are some dudes that would be that w- could play 100 years ago, could play 50 years ago, and could play today. If Ken Griffey Jr. was coming up, that guy would be a major leaguer, and be, he'd be awesome. Sometimes they're just dudes like this, where God touched your right arm and said, you'll throw harder than anybody ever has. You, you, you giant human being will have aptitude at this. Like, that's not any kind of 
scientific building. We, we haven't done any Rhapsody-type stuff yet. We haven't mastered all kinds of delivery mechanics and things. He can throw strikes at that size, a repeatable delivery. Scouts lose their minds, oh. ho- hoping to find one of these guys every 30 years. And it's a lottery ticket. That's you know, what it is, yeah. You throw that hard, you know, you're inevitably probably going to have some arm issue. And that's why you, you prioritize bats over arms generally at this point, knowing what we know. But, I mean, it's it's really impressive, and it's easy to dream on what he might be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, but check him out. I mean, Fredericksburg's really good, by the way. They're making a playoff push. They're right now leading their division, and they got a chance to make the playoffs. And I think that's a part of why they're keeping like Will Frizzell down there, who's hit three homers, one off a position player uh, this weekend. Who's just mashing, and everyone's thinking he's twenty three. Should be an A plus ball. But the, the fact is, I mean, his development is not overly critical to the org. I think they maybe view him more as an org guy. So you keep him in Fredericksburg and try to win those games and, and, and help yourself have the best chance to make the playoffs for the prospects that really matter. Uh, like James Wood, by the way, who I saw that night again. And my God, I mean, James Wood looks like he should be playing small forward for the Phoenix Suns or something. He is so athletic and so big. He's just so huge. And I thought he was kind of thicker than he is. He he he's 6'7. And he he's kind of lanky's not the right word, but I mean he's gonna add weight and muscle and fill out his frame. I posted a video on Instagram. You could go check out Grant H. Paulson uh, is my Instagram, Grant H. Paulson. And it's him, I think it's like 22 strides from home plate to the second base bag. That's so ridiculous. And that's with him, like for the first 40 feet, basically, not trying. Like he wasn't running really. And it was like, oh, this is a single. And so he's just kind of trotting down to first, and then he sees that he's got a chance to turn a true single into a hustle double, and he loses his helmet Bryce Harper style and slides in safe. Uh, He doubled a couple times in that game. Then the next night he doubled twice again, and he had four hits. He has been sensational since coming over. Played decent in center, made a nice running catch. Just a really good athlete. Stolen stolen four bags. Now, Big picture, long term, I do not care about how many bases he steals. Yeah, what we're talking—he's going to be a corner outfielder who hits bombs. And and sign me up immediately, please. Right. What do, you, you need some blood? I'll sign it in, in in that. Here's why I bring it up, though. It speaks to what you're talking about. You can't steal bags at that size without having twitch, without having aptitude, without having some know-how, or without having some let's get going quickly. Usually, guys that are that big, it's like start. Here I go, and now maybe they're starting to run full speed. That's not it's not a it's not a sixty yard dash. This isn't you're going pole to pole here. You're not chasing down a fly ball. You've got a microsecond to get up to full speed and get down in in line. The fact that he can do that tells you what kind of athlete we're talking about here. Man, is he special? That that's the kind of again that's similar to Susanna like that we're talking about. They just don't make people like this. They don't make dudes that are this big, this strong at that age that are this fast well, and, and this athletic. And in all honesty, I mean, it's been rare over the years that that athletes of his caliber choose baseball, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a, seriously, it's, it's a great football, point. football, it's basketball, there's other sports. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, he's Paul George's size, exactly. basically. Yeah, you know? legit. 
and and he was a basketball star. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have stayed at uh, St. John's College High and gotten a D1 scholarship and be going the basketball route, but he chose baseball. Uh, we can get into Patrick Corbin later in the week, next pod maybe, uh, who was decent in his last start and has been better since his little mini respite, which is a good sign. That's not to say, by the way, that we're ever going to do the is Patrick Corbin back thing. I'm literally not going to do that again. Oh, he's, he's not back. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he is having a good run, and that's yeah. good because it's it's watchable and you can continue to have him in your rotation. But real quick, I wanted to shout out Joey Manessis. 28 hits in his first 22 Major League Baseball games, the most by any rookie through their first 22 games in Nationals history. The 30-year-old rookie. All he's been wanting for the last seven years is an opportunity. Somebody give me a shot. I'll leave America if I have to to go play in another professional organization at the highest level in another country if you're not going to give me a chance. Someone just let me try it out. 28 for his first 84, hitting 333 with a 954 OPS for Joey Manessis. He can hit. Now, I'm not predicting he does a whole season where he's hitting 333 and gets 28 hits in every 22 games he plays. He could probably hit 275 or 280 in the big leagues in a season. He can can hit at this level. The the problem is he's not a – defensively, he's not going to be probably even average anywhere. He's more of a DH, and he might have like 20 homer power. I mean, there's just not – I don't know what the upside is there, but – we don't need to debate that now. It's it's a cool story. Yeah, it's it's a it reminds me of Yadel Hernandez a couple years ago, where you go. I know this isn't that exciting. The ceiling isn't really that high, but every time this guy plays, he seems to put the barrel in the baseball, and that's kind of the point. It's kind of what we're looking for here. Short of a better option, there aren't many better options right now. You could do a lot worse than have that guy in your lineup most days because he's going to put bat on ball. He absolutely will. All right, let's bring in producer Darius. Somebody said something nice about go. us, I was told. So we're nice going to read their comment and shout them out. Yeah. Who you, is it? Who said it? got to love when somebody says something nice. We have a five-star review here, gentlemen. Let's go. That's from, the most stars you can have. That's the most you can have from Mo Patios. Mo. Mo. And let's, Mo. Uh, let's, uh, let's chant for Mo. Right. Mo Patios. Mo Patios. What? Mo Patios. There's no way we're saying his name right. That's the best Mo Patios. Mo. Let's try that one just in case. Mo Patios. Mo Patios. And we'll try one more just in case. Mo Patios. Mo Patios. Mo Patios. That's what happens. We'll more potatoes. That's what you have to do. Uh, Mo, Mo says a must listen. Must listen. Let's go. For any serious fan of DC baseball. Thank you, Mo. Appreciate Mo. it. Thank you, Mo. And in case his name is Potatoes. Mo, Mo potatoes. potatoes. Mo Potatoes. Now I'm hungry all of a sudden. I would yeah, love some potatoes. some potatoes. That'd be great. Uh, we're doing it again on Thursday. It's Bustin' Loose Baseball. We love you all. You can follow us on Twitter at Grand H. Paulson at Funny Danny. I'm on Instagram at Grand H. Paulson. Danny is at Humorous Danny. Darius, shout out your handle. At the underscore game 836. At a boy. Thanks for listening. Bustin' Loose Baseball. Back in just a couple of days.